evening. Welcome to this edition of Northeast Diary. Here, we bring you the latest developments from India's unexplored Northeast region. Friends, today we will learn how a century-old building is housing rare manuscripts in Assam. A Meghalaya artist is trying to bring Khasi folklore to the forefront through art. Don't you think that's nice? Today we will also take you to Manipur where the Bauhinia festival was recently celebrated. Arunachal Pradesh government has launched the air gun surrender abhiyan in the state to minimize hunting and is getting huge support from the people. A report from our Itanagar correspondent. Hunting has been a traditional community practice among the more than 100 different tribes in Arunachal Pradesh. This practice of hunting started threatening the environment ever since air guns became available in the open market chiefly. Arunachal Pradesh government in a hope to conserve the different birds and other species in its biodiversity rich jungles has launched an initiative called Air Gun Surrender Abhiyan wherein people are asked to surrender their air guns to the government. The initiative which was launched in the month of April this year has seen over a thousand air guns surrendered to the authority and is counting. East Siang district alone has accounted for over 500 air guns surrendered till now. Divisional Forest Officer of Pasighat, Mr. Tasi Mije has informed that more than 520 persons have deposited their air guns with Territorial Forest Offices in East Chiang District. The divisional forest officer said that his department is all set to submit a proposal for sanctioning fruit plantation schemes as rehabilitation measures for the people who have voluntarily surrendered their air guns with the forest department. Villagers who have surrendered their air guns with the forest department offices are of the opinion that they are aware of the natural ecosystem which is under threat due to rampant hunting of wild birds and animals. They say that they have voluntarily laid down their guns in order to protect the remaining wild beasts and also appeal the community members to follow their path. For Northeast Diary with Prafulla Kaman from East Young District, this is Rakesh Dole, Itanagar. In Assam, a 115-year-old teacher's training institution is also housing a treasure trove of heritage and cultural legacy of people in the form of rarest among the rarest old manuscripts or punthis. Professor Amalendu Bhattacharya is coordinating a project of the Ministry of Culture of the Government of India 
for indexing and deciphering these manuscripts at present. About the history of these punthis, Professor Bhattacharya says, This process started from 1907. Number of such manuscripts are more than 450. Most of the manuscripts are written in Bengali and Sanskrit language. Some manuscripts of this collection are invaluable source of regional history. In Harambo Royal Court, Narodiya Puran was translated into Bengali. Three manuscripts of this translation work are there in Shilcha Normal School Collection. A number of Ramayana, Mahabharata, Gita and Purana manuscripts are available in this collection. These manuscripts throw light on the socio-cultural and literary history of South Asham. Apart from the various types of training for primary teachers imparted by this institution, this archive of old punthis or manuscripts held at this institution is our direct linkage to the rich traditional knowledge of our heritage. Reports Shashwati Bhattacharya from Silchar, Barak Valley, South Assam for this edition of Northeast Diaries. With COVID-19 critically impacting the tourism sector, local residents from Khonoma village, Asia's first green village located in Nagaland, came together and deliberated extensively on how to respond to the challenges posed by the pandemic. Stakeholders from the village community and representatives of the state government envisioned tourism in the COVID-19 era through a dialogue. The Khonoma experience, tourism strategies for the new millennium. Let's hear more about this unique venture. The Konoma Experience Tourism Strategy for the New Millennium is an event initiated by a group formed mainly for conservation of nature in Konoma village. During the event, the local community, all stakeholders and the state government came together to deliberate, share and set strategies to make Konoma village as one of the model tourism village in Nagaland. Three caves from Konoma village, namely Dolhuna, Zaviu and Golato groups comprising of people between 48 to 55 years initiated the Konoma Experience Tourism Strategies for the New Millennium was formed 20 years ago to contribute towards conservation, ecotourism activities and work for the welfare of the people. Over the years, Konoma Village has come to be known for its rich forest reserve and conservation apart from its history, culture, tradition and scenic landscapes. Konoma Village as a top tourist destination has also come a long way and with many success stories to share, it can be tagged as one of the model villages for the whole Naga community in promotion of tourism in Nagaland. For Nautis Diary, this is Asunyo from AIR News, Kohima. Musambi, or the sweet lemon, is one of the sweet oranges grown for its pulp and juice. Commercial cultivation of Musambi fetches excellent yield and income. It is the third largest fruit produced in India. Here in this episode, we have a report of a successful Musambi grower who finds his hard toil and success an example of self-sufficiency and self-reliance. This is a tale of Atmanirbhar Bharat. For more details, let us move to our Agartala correspondent. 
I am growing sweet lemon. The orchard yielded first fruits three years back and sold at 40,000 rupees. Last year, I sold sweet lemon at 80,000 rupees. This year, production has picked up. I hope I can earn 2 to 2.5 lakh rupees. My wife, my son and me work whole time with this orchard. Sometimes we engage a few laborers. My orchard has shown way to self-employment and self-reliance. I believe more yogs will come forward and build this type of horticultural business. It gives good income. But now this diary, this is Rina Nungmaitem from AIR News, Agatala. Women are very progressive in all the states of the Northeast region. The number of women entrepreneurs is increasing day by day. Here we have a report from Mizoram of a woman entrepreneur whose family had been passing through financial hardships since her childhood, but her conviction has now made her an emerging successful entrepreneur. Here is a report from a correspondent from Aizol. Like the male counterpart, nowadays women are writing fresh stories of success with their wit and hard work. Many women in Mizoram have expanded their entrepreneur horizon and ventured into various ranges of trade and commerce. Taking an example of Ms. Zomai, who is living in Benghui area in Aizol, when she completed her class 12 exam in 2013, the poor family could not afford to continue her education further. The girl was certainly upset, but she was so desperate to do something and build her career. So she had taken training on tailoring to find a way to earn. According to her, the training fee was only 500 rupees, which was still not affordable to her family. So she had started giving tuition to the trainer's son to meet her training fee. After one year of that basic training, the young Zomai started working under two designers to learn how to make the finest costumes. In course of time with determination, she dared to buy a closed boutique shop on credit which she repaid the owner on a monthly basis. With the passage of five years, she has become successful in making her own brand name Zozo Fashion. Talking about her journey, Zomai said, after I complete my course, I work for some time under a designer named Art Innovative Dresses at School Picon for a year. After that, I went to work in a shop owned by Mali at Venghui. The owners of this shop decided to close down the shop and I bought the shop and credit. I own a lot of money to Mali, which I repair mostly from my income. I went through a lot of sacrifice and hardship in life, but today God has blessed me with a beautiful boutique of my own. Zomai had never done a course in designing, yet when people come to order clothes, she can mentally picture the design before the customer almost 
immediately. She said she had repaid the credit fully in 2016 to the former owner of her shop, and she became proud owner of her own industry at a young age of 22. By the way, Zomai is now well known in Aizol as an expert designer in making dresses of all age, from toddler to grandmothers. For Nord East Diary, this is Irene from Aizol. Manipur is a land of festivals and joy, and no month passes off without having festivals. One unique festival called Bohemia Festival 2021 was held on 26th of April last month, in which villagers conducted tree plantation. The organizer of the festival also asked those persons recovering from COVID-19 and returning from other states. to plant a tree more from our imphal correspondent jj thokchom the bahunia festival is the first community tree plantation festival held in senapati district of manipur aiming to infuse the spirit of ecological step worship amongst the villagers bahunia is a very significant fauna because of its flower exhibits a loss of color and has medicinal properties This tree is available in the subcontinent as well as in the southeast asian countries. It is the last genus of flowering plant and its many species are widely planted in the tropics as orchid trees particularly in India, Sri Lanka, Vietnam and southeastern China. Bahunia bhairagata and Bahunia purpurea the multicolored tree species commonly known as bapa in koite tribe vernaculars has strong cultural ties with the tribal way of life. and is glorified through folklore in Senapati district of Manipur the bahunia festival of this year was held at koide village of senapati it was organized under the initiative of koide union speaking to aia news mr ng nawrai convener of organizing committee of bahunia festival said that the inner core of organizing festival is to bring light moments during the covid-19 pandemic by conducting tree plantation for better ecology My name is Norai. I was the convener for the first Bohemia Festival 2021. The basic motive of organizing the first Bohemia Festival, basically a community-driven tree plantation festival, and the main reason why we chose Bohemia was it has a close cultural ties with the cultural heritage of many tribes in Senapati district. As per the folklore, uh, it was told this Bohemia due to its unique flowering habit. That is. It is to flower when other tree species starts their first new spring. Because of this unique behavior, as per the folklore, tree became the central point of jealousy by even other tree species, and this tree species was thrown away by the other tree species into the landscape where the slopes is very very steep. If we look at the present context of its habitat, it usually used to thrive in region where the slopes are very very steep. When the last year COVID-19, the Kaiso executive they took this. initiative of going for a community tree plantation when they tried to study which tree species they should adopt we chose bohemia because of its resilient nature the initiative of koide union has inspired the neighboring villages of sinapati district and it also become a step to conserve forest and environment and inculcate the importance of trees in order to mitigate the climate change through the plantation program this is jj thoksom from imphal for aia news note is diary
always an encouraging sign when the young take an interest in the ways of the old. Art is a powerful medium through which people have been preserving and promoting their cultures. An artist from Meghalaya is putting in his effort to bring the folklore of the Khasi society to a new platform. Mario Pascal Pathau is a 28-year-old graduate of IIT Bombay with a master's degree in visual design and a degree in architecture. An artist at heart, he began sketching and writing his graphic novel, Tinrai Swa Kittinat, translated Roots Before Branches, in the year 2019. A beautifully illustrated work on the Khasi tribe and the living root bridges. The novel also aimed to reintroduce the tribe's folktale to a younger audience. A recipient of the Crystal Gale Award for Excellence in Visual Arts, Mario's work is mostly based on folk themes, and he believes folk tales besides being entertainment also informs us about the social, political and cultural systems of a region. He believes that the bar is set quite high when it comes to young talent in Meghalaya and encourages them to use various media platforms to network and communicate as it would vastly expand their horizons. I wrote the story in such a way where it's a dialogue, so as you say, a conversation between a grandfather and a granddaughter in, uh, in how to live with nature in such a way where we don't have to be greedy and at the same time also this direction or this uh, instruction of living with nature also is then taken in the form of a tale and this tale is like inculcated with you know other aspects of the society, the social structure, you know material society and we have myths and beliefs also so as say like the belief of Puri Blay, the belief of you know and other things also like the tools of the Khasis when they use the snacks what they have during the day and everything so we inculcated all of that in one story. The talent here is very, very high, so as I say, the, the bar is very high. Uh, social media, the internet, is such a great platform because like 10 years ago, I got, uh, I used the social media to ask Facebook. There wasn't any WhatsApp back then, with Facebook and YouTube. So I used to attend all of these uh, video tutorials. Dedicated and passionate artists like Mario are working hard to ensure that young Meghalayans do not forget their roots. Adding modern perspective to folklore, he is on a mission to make sure that the state's culture not only stay alive, but thrives. This is Rustam for Nordis Diary from Shillong. Sikkim recently bagged the award for the most film-friendly state at the 67th National Film Awards. Chairman of the Sikkim Film Promotion Board, Pooja Sharma, speaks to Northeast Diary about the achievement and the opportunities the tiny Himalayan state offers for the film industry. Sikkim won the award for the most film-friendly state at the recently announced 67th National Film Awards. While Sikkim is a shooting destination for its scenic locales, the state's new film policy incentivizes film production using local resources. To speak on the achievement, the state's film promotion policies and the future roadmap, we have with us Ms. Pooja Sharma, who is the chairperson of Sikkim Film Promotion Board. Welcome you, ma'am. Thank you very much. Sikkim was recently awarded the most film-friendly state at the 67th National Film Awards. What does the recognition mean for the state? Achieving the most film-friendly state award on the 67 National Film Awards, it's very prestigious because it's a national award. And for our state, it's very close to our heart and uh, very close to our life because mm -hmm. for the past few years, 
uh, we have been really working very hard to get this and uh, we have been doing lots of promotional activities we have been welcoming sikkim as a shooting destination and making we have done lots of things so getting this award means uh, not just to the film board not just to the uh, sikkim government but to entire sikkimese as a whole Uh, please tell us what made this achievement possible i believe uh, making this achievement possible has a mark of you know a development of sikkim film era so in this the location the beautiful location and landscape of sikkim has been a number one uh, let's say a quality in that uh, we can target out or we can look at second is the film festival that we've started since 2020 and third is the sikkim film policy 2020 which offers various you know numerous easy schemes for local film production and also for uh, outside uh, film producers who are interested to come and shoot in Sikkim and um, with this a note i would also want to thank uh, the jury of national film awards especially to mr ravi kotarakara to fadul hasan sir to shaji and karun and the entire jury team what does the state film policy offer to make it a key film shooting destination kindly throw some light on this aspect i see that it is a package of entire india himalayan state if you travel towards east of sikkim from gantok towards changu area you will get that belt of himachal pradesh like manali it yeah, is similar yeah. to that i could i just compare in a package if you travel towards north uh, towards yumthang valley it's much similar to kashmir you get the feel of gulmarg and shrinagar and if you travel towards west sikkim it's it's more of greenery there so you'll get a touch of uttarakhand and if you if you travel towards our uh, south sikkim you know when sikkim is divided into four regions the north east, east west north south so if you travel towards south you'll get that touch of darjeeling belt you know yeah, the yeah, timi yeah. belt is there timi tea mm-hmm. state is there so the geographical beautiful natural landscape the location and uh, entirely like sikkimese art culture people language everything is so friendly and so welcoming so i believe all these ingredients make it a key film shooting destination could you please tell us how does the policy promote local talent for local talents the policy has lots of benefit to the local talents normally what i would want to say is that it creates pool of job opportunities it creates or it generates employment it has various avenues in film making like local artists technicians producers production houses directors all of them can avail this film policy subsidy scheme so it promotes local talents not just you know engaging them in day to day activities to you know shooting of films but also it creates job opportunity that's the main thing yeah, yeah. and uh, also that uh, not just to the local talent it for the locals also i would want to add that why because uh, whenever there is a filming shooting happening then the hotels are booked right yeah, yeah. and also the vehicles are engaged so during that process of film making normally it happens within a span of 45 days to 90 days so many many people are involved in one film right so in that ways i guess it's a various activity and it creates so much of you know it engages everyone around and also it creates lots of job opportunities and i think they are paid very handsomely uh, what are the challenges 
फॉर फिल्म मेकर्स इन सिक्योरिंग परमिट्स फॉर फिल्म शूटिंग इन सिक्किम normally whenever there is people would want to come they want to i have been getting lots of calls from india and outside india but mainly people are afraid that they are because it falls under the super sensitive zone bordering three countries so there are lots of restrictions so they tell they ask me whether the single window clearance is still available as in is it is it applicable or not so i give them assurance but actually there is challenges in uh, when we actually go to get the permit the department ipr department manages the entire permit cells so because they are protected areas in sikkim and because they are restricted areas in sikkim that it takes a little bit of time but we are going to very soon the government is uh, engaging in all of this and we are seeing this challenge will be tackling it very soon and will make it very easy and single window clearance system will be available very soon other than that there has not been any issue because it's the some people have that misunderstanding because it's, it's in the northeast of india so they think that you know it must be a place where there is agitation where there is violence but if you really understand sikkim and if you actually have come once you'll get to know that it is the most peaceful state in entire of india and it's been awarded numerous times right for me, for having the most greenery state award the most peaceful state award in entire india and it's very clean as well so there is safety there is security only thing is of the permit but if you give us time at least weeks time then we can get everything cleared for you also other than permit there is not much challenges for film making Sikkim has also begun its first film festival what has been the response and when is the next one scheduled yeah uh, we have uh, just launched sikkim film festival uh, last year and uh, it had a great response i guess because of the film festival i think it took it catched uh, attraction from other states and uh, from the nation itself because i think sikkim falls under it's a very small state it's a very yeah, tiny yeah. himalayan state so it's little bigger than goa right so hardly people would have noticed right yeah. and uh, they would have ignored because it's very far to travel once this festival got started people actually came here and saw that it's very comfortable it's very convenient and people are so friendly the government is so friendly because of the festival i think it's opened doors of opportunities for in the national platform and uh, yes uh, last year it was a grand success and this year also we were supposed to have it on 28th of april it was a 3 4 days program festival it is getting postponed because of the covid norms protocol yeah, yeah, protocol yeah. we have to postpone it and let's see when there is a lift from covid uh, 19 situation then i believe uh, we can have it at the end of this year somewhere in october november what are the future plans to promote film making in sikkim please elaborate to promote film making first and foremost we need a uh, infrastructure development right yeah. so having said that infrastructure development also needs lots of things like not just you know natural location it needs the, because for the lighting and everything has to match in film making so we need artificial sets also we need cameras you know we need equipments we need uh, you know uh, mini buses vanity vans and lots of other things and our government is working on it 
So very soon we'll be having infrastructure development and we have proposed for a eco-heritage film city to develop regional cinema. When I went to the Ministry of Information and Broadcast in the center, they've given us a very good response. And uh, more than that, we've got a very good response from Ministry of Donor. Dr. Jitendra Singh, I got an opportunity to meet him, Dr. Jitendra, and he's so humble, he's so nice. person who's actually, he wants to help boost Northeast of India. So when I told him that, you know, Sikkim could be the place where we could develop cinemas and film, so he has given a green signal and he's also very much interested in this and he had promised to come in the film festival. So we have such a nice minister who can really understand our need. I'm very optimistic about this. So if we have Slim City in our state, I guess that will also handle challenges for other northeastern region because meanwhile we can actually promote the other states as well. In that way, uh, we are planning to develop filmmaking uh, through Slim City, developing Slim City. And also with the Film City, we want to have a film academy wherein we can create pool of human resources. Thank you. Today, Ms. Pooja Sharma, chairperson, Sikkim Film Promotion Board, was kind enough to take out time and share her views about the development of film production in Sikkim and future plans to promote filmmaking in the state. We hope that this will continue further and we make more progress in this field. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you very much. Three steps to stay protected and stay safe from COVID-19. Wear face mask, do gaz ki duri to maintain social distancing, maintain hand and face hygiene. And now, here are some interesting facts about the Northeast. The Tawang Monastery in Arunachal Pradesh is the largest monastery in India and the second largest in the world. India's longest river bridge, the Dhola Sadia Bridge, connects Arunachal Pradesh with Assam. And with that, we come to the end of this edition of Northeast Diary. Do join us next week to hear more stories from this enchanting part of India. Bye-bye.